This is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks, where we're dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left, agree or disagree. Let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, AmeriChicks.com. Thrilled to have on the line with me, Sarah Carter. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Kim. How are you? Well, I'm doing great as well. I am so excited to talk with you about this. There's a lot happening in Washington, D.C. right now. Oh, it's, I mean, this is one busy week for, for journalists, for politicians, for anybody living in Washington right now that has anything to do with either, well, anything political, right? Either the Mueller report, which is coming out on Thursday. Uh, we've been told that now by, uh, obviously, by the Department of Justice. Uh, they've verified that. There's a lot of issues surrounding the Mueller report, though, and I think that once Thursday comes, hopefully it'll be the end of that. You know, it'll be a wrap-up of what happened there and then a push on to what we're seeing is new investigations uh, that are being conducted by the Department of Justice uh, and others, uh, as well as Michael Horowitz, who's the Inspector General for the DOJ, uh, regarding what happened, uh, possible malfeasance, within the FBI uh, for the beginning of the investigation into Trump and Russia. Well, Sarah, as we were doing the promo for today, I was trying to figure out what to do. And I just feel that there's something that's going to break. I mean, you're right there, but this is just my gut feeling. And and James Comey and John Brennan and James Clapper, so James Comey, FBI, former FBI, John Brennan, former CIA, and James Clapper, former National Security Administration, uh, you know, and uh, Attorney General Barr said that there was, um, uh, did he say spying going on? Um, what do you think? I mean, there seems to be some, some there there with those guys. Well, there certainly is. You know, Clapper um, is very interesting because Clapper was the former DNI. He is the Director of National Intelligence. And he and uh, uh, Brennan and Comey, remember, they were the three that went to brief President Trump early on in January 2017 on the salacious dossier, which we now know has been debunked. Even Christopher Steele himself has said that he wasn't, he didn't verify really anything in the dossier. He kind of just threw a hodgepodge of disinformation in there that uh, was given to him, handed to him by the Russians and other sources. Uh, It never went as far as validating that. I think in one uh, bit of testimony that I read that came out of Florida, he he actually stated, you know, well, I wasn't a reporter. I was just collecting raw data. Um, But they used this. They used this dossier to basically open up a Foreign uh, Intelligence Surveillance Act warrant against Carter Page, who was really basically a short-term foreign policy volunteer uh, for the Trump campaign at one point in time. Uh, But remember, they weren't just listening to Carter Page. They were listening to everybody that Carter Page was talking to and possibly even into the third tier, the people that were talking to Carter Page as well as those people talking to others. So that's kind of how that situation operates. What's really interesting about Clapper is the fact that Clapper had gone to the briefing. It was even told in testimony by Comey that Clapper basically egged him to kind of brief uh, Trump on the most salacious parts of the dossier. Um, Shortly after he did that, now I just to maybe put things into perspective for your listeners, that dossier had been floated around Washington, D.C. through journalists all over Washington, D.C. that summer. So people had heard about this dossier, but the majority of people who had seen it, in fact, all of the people who had seen it at that point, 
um, none of them wanted to write from it because it was so salacious and the information was so unverifiable, the majority of it, that nobody actually published the dossier. But after Clapper and Comey and Brennan went to Trump Tower to brief then-President-elect Trump, it wasn't even a day later that it started to trickle out. What happened was BuzzFeed publishes the dossier because now based on the fact that uh, that they had been briefed, that they had briefed him, now it became an actual news item. And then Jake Tapper, as you remember with CNN, goes out and, and then basically publishes the most salacious parts of it, but based on the fact that they briefed President-elect Trump. So they gave validation uh-huh. to a dossier that was basically full of lies. The worst part of it is, is that the dossier itself appears to have never been verified by the FBI. So they told the courts, they basically told the most secretive court in the land, in fact, a court that is very controversial because, look, Kim, if you and I were being listened to on a phone uh, by the United States government or our emails were being intercepted, we would never know it. We would never be able to have a lawyer go to the court and fight for us and say, this is the reason why you shouldn't. You misunderstand. She was just making a phone call to a source in Pakistan because she's a journalist. She has no idea who this guy is. You know, you can't, you can't listen in on her phone calls. So there's no one there. There's no one there that can basically defend you. And that's why this is so important. Another very important thing that's going to happen, and you're right about those three gentlemen. Also, um, Andrew McCabe, I believe, is in very hot water, as well as Peter Strzok and some others, but is the fact that they were actually, uh, during that time period, McCabe and them had actually not only used this dossier to listen in on what was, you know, to use this dossier to validate, but they had brought in a mole, uh, Stefan Halper. And that's going to be something that they're going to be looking at very closely, and I also believe that uh, the Inspector General is going to be looking at. So Stephen Halper was a professor, and he was working in Cambridge. Uh, at the time. He's from the United States. He had worked on previous campaigns, both the Nixon campaign um, and in the uh, Ronald Reagan uh, Carter runoff. And there's even documentation that Stefan Halper was actually spying on the Carter administration at the time for the Ronald Reagan administration. This is really kind of fascinating. So here comes this guy who's been around for a long time, and all of a sudden he is trying to gather information from Carter Page, befriending him, from George Papadopoulos, you know, kind of luring them in to his snare, um, and, and then apparently reporting back to the FBI. There was a lot of bad things happening here that need to be investigated. Also, information that was leaked from the FBI, apparently, from members of the FBI officials there, to reporters like Michael Isakoff uh, with Yahoo News or David Korn. Now, Apparently, because we haven't seen the full FISA document yet, it has not been fully um, uh, revealed yet. That's going to be up to President Trump whether he releases it in full. But apparently, they used those stories, which were based on the same dossier, as separate evidence to go after the Carter Page FISA. So what they did was they leaked information from an unverified dossier. It ended up in a news report. And then the FBI used those news reports as separate evidence 
to prove the reasons why they needed to spy on the Trump campaign. Wow, Sarah. You know, this is so complicated, but you're doing such an excellent job of connecting the dots on this. Um, let's go to break. When we come back, and thank you. I had, and, and in my promo yesterday, I had said national security uh, administration regarding James Clapper, but he was the director of national intelligence. So wanted to make sure that we got that corrected. He was the director of national intelligence. So we're going to go to break talking with Sarah Carter. Go to her website at sarahacarter.com and you'll be glad you did because, uh, I mean, you are, you and Jenny, the things that you're writing over there are, are very important. So we're going to go to break. This is Kim Munson with the AmeriChicks. We are talking with Sarah Carter. We will be right back. We have on the line with us Sarah Carter. Uh, she is, uh, her website is sarahacarter.com. We're talking about the Mueller report that's going to be released on Thursday. I'm so intrigued by the three horsemen, James Comey, former director of the FBI, John Brennan, former director of the CIA, and James Clapper, former director of national intelligence. And Sarah, you, you said something interesting, um, a couple of things. Uh, I remember watching the debates between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and where she kind of made this accusation about Donald Trump and the Russians. And I, I need to go back and listen to those um, those uh, debates because I thought that's kind of odd. And I think that that might have been kind of the first shot across the bow on on this whole Russia thing. But then what you said is these three guys, James Comey, John Brennan and James Clapper, visited Donald Trump about this fake dossier, which then gave legs to the, um, the possibility of writing news reports on it. Correct, yeah. So when they went to brief, what happened was in December 2016, I, I don't know if everybody remembers this, but to refresh everyone's memory, they were in full swing. So I had interviewed John Brennan in December 2016 for about an hour, one hour on-camera interview when I worked for Sinclair, for the Sinclair Network. And uh, at that point in time, unbeknownst to me, I, you know, I didn't even understand the magnitude, uh, nobody did, of the investigation, obviously, into President Trump and Russia. I mean, at that time, the majority of the focus was on Russian interference in the 2016 election. And Obama was in high gear uh, into that uh, investigation. And remember, he imposed those sanctions. Uh, also during All that right. time against the Russians, uh, just before, and I remember everybody talking about this, it was almost like the Obama administration was cornering the Trump, President-elect Trump, on several foreign policy issues, one being Israel and the other being Russia. And at the time, everybody was just kind of like, what is going on here? And of course, you know, people who were concerned or believed that the Russians had, which they did, I mean, I think there's evidence there, which the Russians have always done, as well as China and everybody else, trying to hack into our system or trying to influence things uh, of that nature. Um, it's a big espionage war, you know, behind mm-hmm. the scenes. So there was this large looming investigation into Russia. What people didn't realize, that that looming investigation wasn't really about Russia. It was about President Trump, and it was about going into President-elect uh, Trump's, you know, uh, almost everything that the FBI and then the DNI, uh, which you mentioned the Three Horsemen and the CIA, appeared to be focused on was, was Trump compromised? Look, all you have to do is look at the current Twitter accounts of Comey and Brennan, and then hear the comments made by uh, James Clapper on CNN, where he is now, by the way, 
you know, a contributor, a paid contributor, which is really interesting because all the evidence points to Clapper as being the person who leaked about the briefing to Jake Tapper's crew. So he ends up with the job at, you know, CNN, which is where he leaked the information. Brennan then takes a job later on at MSNBC. But we can look at their tweets right now, and it's nonstop. Brennan, Clapper, you know, and Comey all believe or all want us to believe, and I think now they've ramped it into high year because they know they're under investigation, that there was some kind of nefarious actions between President Trump or then-candidate Trump and the Russians. And there is absolutely zero evidence of this. So then you have to ask yourself, why did this all happen? And we've got to go back to the Hillary Clinton investigation. She was under a very serious investigation for gross negligence. She had basically put a server in her bathroom. Let's just set mm-hmm. how people like to say it. You know, a private server. She was moving confidential and classified emails. That's how she was moving them from the State Department to her server. She was utilizing her server as her official government uh, email uh, system, and other people were writing to her on there. In fact, we know now that even President Obama used a pseudonym to send her emails on this server, and they needed to deflect because they absolutely believed at that time that Hillary Clinton was going to be the president of the United States. And according to sources that I've spoken with, there was no way she would become president, I mean, if, if she was indicted. If I the mean, truth came he, out. Yeah, exactly. So if they charged her with gross negligence. So we see, you know, everybody go into high gear during that time. They deflect onto President Trump. Well, he had business in Russia, so let's start investigating that. And we'll put it out there. The thing they didn't expect was for President, for then, you know, uh, I guess uh, for, for Trump to actually win the presidency. That was the one thing they didn't expect. So they were all in high gear. They weren't covering their backside. So they were leaving evidence everywhere. They didn't believe that Trump was going to win. They thought Hillary would win by a landslide. And remember, the New York Times thought that as well. And then all of a sudden, the American people vote, and they vote for a President Trump, not a President Clinton. And now it's cover-up mode. Now they are moving into extraordinary high gear. And this was right after November. Now they're having this apparent uh, investigation into the Russia election interference, which well, that's what we thought, but it was actually to open an investigation into Trump, which they had done actually at the end of July, the crossfire hurricane, but then it just ramped up. I think they thought that they were just going to be able to wrap everything up after Hillary wins the election and that everything would just and nobody go would away. know. Nobody would and know. Nobody would know. Um, so now you have to look at the whole picture and see how that plays out. And what we can see here, and I've said this before, and I don't say it lightly, and I'm not being an alarmist, but what happened here appears to be a coup. Um, They used what we call a white coup, which is what uh, intelligence agencies use in other countries when they're trying to discredit um, a sitting leader, and they try to remove them from office and have it happen naturally. A bloodless coup is what people call it in the intelligence community, by releasing information to the public, bombarding the public daily with news stories that were never proven, some of which which were flat-out wrong, which have yet to be retracted, in order to target a sitting president of the United States. And there is no doubt in my mind that 
you know, Inspector General Michael Horowitz, he is going to do his job, and that Attorney General William Barr will do the same and conduct a very thorough investigation of the abuse of power, the weaponization of the intelligence community, because you and I haven't even talked about that yet, which is the unmaskings uh, uh, that occurred uh, during the Obama administration, and, and find out who within the DOJ and the FBI were behind this and why. And I think those are the answers that they're going to find out and indictments are going to come forward. Absolutely 100% believe that. I spoke with Mark Meadows, um, Congressman Mark Meadows, uh, yesterday. Actually, we were on Sean Hannity's show <laughs> together. And uh, there is no doubt in his mind that based on the evidence uh, that the uh, inspector general has seen and that William Barr is probably being made privy to now, uh, that indictments are on the way. Wow. I have to ask you very quickly, uh, um, Senator McCain was shown this dossier, and my understanding is he passed that on to folks. When I first heard some of the salacious details regarding the dossier, I'm like, you know, that that's beyond belief, what they said, you know, regarding the golden showers and all that. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah. I don't think that's true. So, Well, if you know President Trump, you would know that that is... I mean, I might say, like, let's just be, I'm going to be an open-minded journalist, you know, and say, okay, when you first hear about it, you just say, absolutely not. You know, but you're still going to investigate it, right? Or you're still going to look at it. But you look at that, and you, if you know President Trump, you would know that that's absolutely not true. It, it, it's just not something that would be in his nature. Um, so there were a lot of journalists that did know uh, the president, that had talked to him when he was, you know, running the Trump organization, that were just, they thought it was laughable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but John McCain was given this dossier, right? And he passed it on. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, that is correct. So, you know, his, uh, what had happened was, uh, the guy that worked with him, Kramer, and I hope I'm, I'm remembering his name correctly, uh, received the dossier as well. And then it was passed on to the FBI. So, look, Glenn Simpson, who worked for Fusion GPS, which is the embattled research firm, that was paid for, uh, that got paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee. So they basically got their funding for this dossier from Hillary Clinton's campaign and the Democratic National Committee. They hired Christopher Steele, a foreign, uh, former British spy for MI6, to compile this dossier. Uh, they hire as well Nellie Orr, who works with, uh, whose husband is uh, Bruce Orr from the DOJ. And um, and he's passing information on wow. to the FBI, and now they're leaking information. They needed to have a, a solid Republican is what they were looking for. So that way it would give some validity. And, of course, they go to McCain, Senator McCain. Because why? Because Senator McCain was absolutely against President Trump. Um, obviously, they knew if they, they passed this information to him, he would get it to the FBI, he and his team, and it would give more credence to the document coming from a senior senator. Uh, and, you know, and at that time, I'm sure McCain was thinking, like, well, the FBI, you know, is giving this to God, me. Okay. You know, so maybe I'll, just, I'll take it over, you know. To, I'll, I mean, I'm getting this from, from Christopher Steele. I've got to take this over to the FBI. They're taking this seriously. So he probably thought it was a serious issue. Look, they were spreading the information all across Washington, D.C. They were spreading false information about President Trump to the State Department. They were moving it through journalists. They were moving it through the DOJ. They were, the FBI was setting things up so that it would move around in a circular form 
uh, to others like Senator McCain. Uh, we saw that there were moles inside the campaign. There's so much here wow. that needs to be investigated. And it's really probably, it is, it is the biggest political scandal in modern political history in the United States, if not in all American history. Well, Sarah Carter, we are out of time, but I'd love to get you back on as this thing continues to unfold. Your website is sarahacarter.com. Great information there. You've got uh, something uh, published regarding Ocasio-Cortez. The social media are a public health risk to everybody. And you've got a picture of AOC there. So, Sarah Carter, thank you so much for joining me.